6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I want to let you know about this. At the Canadian military, you've probably seen pictures, you've heard news stories or read news stories about it, but the Canadian military continues to wrap up its presence in flood-ravaged B.C. All of this as the province is bracing for more rain in the coming days. Another one of these atmospheric rivers is being forecast, so that's not good news. Now, as of last night, about 500 soldiers and 12 Royal Canadian Air Force aircraft are in the province to help with disaster response, and more help is on the way from one Canadian mechanized brigade group based right here in Edmonton. And I wanted to find out more about what the troops were doing there so we've dialed up the commanding officer of one Canadian mechanized brigade group, Colonel Wade Rutland. Welcome to the show. Thanks, uh, Jalen. Hey, happy to be here and happy to talk to you about anything you might want to discuss about the flood response effort from the Canadian Army. You know, we hear often, uh, and we have more and more over the past uh, number of years, about Op Lentis. And I think uh, people think, ah, what is that? Maybe you could explain exactly what Op Lentis is in the Canadian Armed Forces. Sure. So there's a variety of different operations that the Canadian Armed Forces will carry out. Some of them are, you know, immediate flash to bang, an unforeseen situation in the world. Some of them are what we call standing operations. And Operation Lentis would be a standing operation to conduct, um, you know, disaster response anywhere in Canada. So this would be your floods, fires type response. For instance, we had troops uh, fighting fires in British Columbia this summer or floods in the Yukon. And it's just a standing operation that we use so we can open a book and, and have a bit of a playbook because it's something that we, we, we would foresee. Sir, can you give us an idea how this has unfolded over the past uh, week since the floods happened and we saw the, the outcome with the mudslides and the, and, the, and, the, and the roads being washed out? How does it work from the moment that you get the call, that the military gets the call for, hey, we need help, do things roll out? How, is, is it, is, uh, obviously, there's a, there's a game book out there, but can you explain what that would look like for those of us who really don't have a clue of what that game book looks like? Yeah, you bet. So when we respond to one of these, you know, national or natural disasters, the the province would signal up to um, the federal public safety Canada, who would then go over to the Department of National Defense and say, hey, we need this capability in what's called a request for federal assistance or an RFA, because we love to use acronyms <laughs> in the Army. Then what happens is the um, Canadian Armed Forces will make a, an assessment on what's needed. Is it Air Force? Is it Navy? Is it Army to help? And then eventually someone will get the call dependent on your capability and geography. In this case, since we're part of 1st Brigade, which is part of 3rd Canadian Army Division, which lives in Western Canada, we eventually got the call because we're the closest regular Army troops to British Columbia. So on November 16th, the province of British Columbia made that formal request, and on the 17th, um, I had uh, soldiers from the um, Lord Strathcona's Horse, that's our armor unit, on a plane heading to conduct a reconnaissance. Within the brigade, we always have what's called an IRU, an immediate response unit, who's on a really low notice to move, which means they've got their rucksack packed and are ready to move out. And so that unit is is uh, currently on the ground. 
So on the 17th, we sent that reconnaissance party. On the Thursday, which was the 18th, we sent what we call the Vanguard Company, which is approximately 100 soldiers. They went on a C-130 Hercules. And then on Saturday, we sent the ground elements, big ground convoy that we actually sent to Vernon uh, that is ready to move now west. So as soon as we get the call, we start sending capability uh, building up within the theater of operation. And just at 1 o'clock, my brigade sergeant major and I went over to the 1st Combat Engineer Regiment to see off the last troops that we're sending today who will be flying in tonight, and that'll make, you know, the whole unit ready to, uh, ready to assist. So, Colonel Rutland, how many, how many boots on the ground would there be right now? Yeah, so from the uh, 1st Brigade, we're going to have about 400 as of the end of play today. Then there's also an air task force that's generated from a variety of locations, including 408 Squadron, 408 Helicopter Squadron, which is right in, um, in Edmonton. And we actually work for what's called Joint Task Force Pacific. That's uh, Navy headquarters that owns British Columbia in terms of putting military and effects on the ground. So there's a bunch of headquarters staff that are working as well. So from an Army perspective, we're going to have just uh, shy of 400. Then when you add up those other elements, mm-hmm. it'll grow even more. And right now, there's currently reservists um, that are based in British Columbia that are packing their kit and ready to move into that um, Lord Strathcona's horse, IRU. So there's going to be even more troops as the week goes on. Colonel Wade Rutland joining me this afternoon. He's the commander of one Canadian mechanized brigade group and uh, sure appreciate taking the time. So those, um, the folks who are on the ground then, that, that, uh, that, those 400, what will they be doing? What are they doing? I'm seeing everything from, um, you know, rescuing chickens from the farms that have been flooded to, um, you know, helping with, um, you know, sandbagging and, and, and trying to, you know, figure out how we're going to or how they're going to fix these roads. It's it's pretty varied, isn't it? You're totally right. This is unlike anything we've seen before. So normally when we go fight a flood, we send lots of troops to go sandbag rivers to make sure that it doesn't overflow. When we go fight fires, we go and assist the type 3 uh, you know, wildfire fighters to go and help them with, you know, tamping down fires. Here, there's a w- really wide variety of tasks. We've been asked to help with establishing flow of critical medicine and food, helping support and evacuate and resupply communities. A big thing we're going to be doing is reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, British Columbia doesn't even know the extent of the damage yet. So we've got a lot of really high mobility assets that can move around by ground and as well as helicopter just to assess what's going on. And then just any flood mitigation and logistics support that we can help with. I tell you, I've already been doing a lot of great things. So we've done a really detailed recce of the Sumas Prairie Dyke system. Uh, We've uh, been laying sandbags at Chihuahua Hill First Nation, which is just west of Ho- which is west of Hope, helping sandbag homes. Uh, we've been transporting some city engineers around Barrowtown, culvert clearance, uh, Claiborne Community Recce for subsequent sandbagging. So I've never seen this wide variety of tasks before, and we'll see what happens when we get even more soldiers on the ground. So I anticipate not like our normal operation where we put a lot of soldiers on one task. Uh-huh. I think we're going to have a lot of soldiers on a lot of different tasks. And the fact, you know, I think you, you talked about the great chicken rescue. Yes. You know, that was 10 soldiers with a 
front end loader that came on the front end loader with boxes, put 30,000 chicken on boxes and, and, you know, saved, helped save a farmer's livelihood and, and established some food security. So that was, you know, 10 soldiers that we trusted, recruited, trained just to go out in a dangerous situation and do great things. So we think we'll have great effect on the ground and, you know, we're looking forward to doing whatever we can to help. Any idea how long you're going to be there for? Yeah, so the, our, our Minister of National Events has signaled we will definitely stay until the 17th of, de, of December. And then, you know, there'll be peri- periodic reassess- reassessments along the way. There always are. We'll see what the situation is. We've told all the troops here, hey, get ready to spend, spend Christmas there. It wouldn't be the first Christmas that, that brigade soldiers have spent overseas or, or someone. We're, we're, we're used to it, and we're, we're certainly never, never lonely when that happens, but we will be standing by and we'll we'll stay until we're not required. And Colonel Rutland, before I let you go, I mean, uh, you know, from from your role, your your position as commander of uh, one Canadian mechanized brigade group, you're, you're watching um, these men and women go out the door. Uh, you talk about the possibility that they might not be home for Christmas. Um, you, you've been there, you, you've done it yourself, but when you take a look at the work uh, that they're doing, uh, the, uh, you know, how quickly they are out the door, you have to be pretty proud. Well, I sure am. And, uh, you know, every, every, uh, troop that goes out the door, the brigade sergeant major and I drop by and and see them. It's the least we can do. And we were there Saturday mm-hmm. talking to the largest group deploying, and we said, you know, most, you know, a Canadian, a Canadian Army soldier, we get trained to go towards chaos and danger. It's not normal. And I said, who's not ready to go? And not one person put up their mm-hmm. hand, and, and everyone was, was ready to go into, into who knows what. And without a complaint... You know, and they were just eager to go and help. And I think I think the soldiers that walk in the recruiting center, they go because they want to help or they want to get in these kinds of situations. So these are the right these are the right people we're we're sending in there. And I couldn't be be prouder. And I hope Canadians are are proud of their their army right now. Colonel Rutland, want to thank you once again for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate you taking the time. Okay, thanks, uh, Jalen. Have a great day.